Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. We have a great episode coming up with Joanne McNally, and I am currently already on the Zoom call waiting for Joanne to come in. So I thought, why not just bang out an intro here while waiting for Joanne to come in? I'll fix my little pink head cover that everybody loves to comment about. Um, a few topics I want to talk to Joanne about. She tells me that she's not that up on the the British government situation, but I, I'll just see what she's absorbed. Um, I also uh, I want to ask her about something that came up on the shift yesterday that I'm not going to say. That'll be that'll be exciting for you guys. Sort of a, a a men misunderstanding women scenario and the best way to uh, to talk about that. Oh, she's just messaged me. Will we be having a delay? Will we be having? Uh, yes, we are. We are zooming. Is what she's asked me. Of course, we're zooming. Uh, and uh, I'll just tell her that the invite is in her email, uh, and then we'll be getting this this party going. Um, and uh, there was one other thing that. Oh yeah, and I also I want to ask her about how she feels about the fact that women leaders have uh, been doing a better job, and how she feels about that. I don't think she's that up on that either, but it doesn't matter. It's really just getting her opinion about. Um, how she feels about women, women killing it uh, with the COVID nineteen. In fact, you know what? While while we're here in the intro, let me get ready. I want to look up these uh, the the women leaders that are that are killing it, um, it w- in the in the COVID nineteen crisis. Women leaders coronavirus comes up very quick in the Google search. Um. Let's let's get the list here while we're waiting for. Uh, oh, she's here. So here's my question to you. Uh oh, go on. Do you, in in terms of the video, do you prefer when it's both of us all the time, like a split screen, or you like the switching back and forth? Oh, split screen. Oh, you prefer a split screen. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we're gonna do we're like gonna do gallery. I'm doing it right now. You know, I see as in what it is now is perfect. Oh, oh, so so uh speak of you. It, the, 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 switching back and forth you prefer to the split screen. No, I prefer th- whatever this is now. This is perfect. Yeah, I know, but in terms of the video, you don't see us in the two boxes. In the video, it's just us switching back and forth. Oh. I prefer this. Okay, good, great. Yeah, just I was just I was just double checking. No, just because you know sometimes you know it, it, it may, maybe you feel more engaged because both people are showing all the time. But I prefer it like this because then I know when you're speaking, I can like pick my nose and stuff. I'm not on camera. Yeah, I like it because um, I get I, we talk over each other so much that if it hops one, it, it's just confusing. I have a terrible habit of talking over people. I I, I try to stop myself. It's awful. Well. 
in normal circumstances, that's it, it's it's very important to to work on that because it's bad for conversation. In this scenario, it's it, it's 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 more important, but also harder to work on because you know the the timing of these Zoom calls and stuff. It's just very hard to know when to stop and start because there's a delay. So it is annoying. There's nothing you can do. I know. It's very annoying. But anyway, look, we're here. How are you? Unless you say over at the end of every sentence, like, uh, you know, on like a, a military walk. procession. Look, I've done it there now. Well, that, that's that, but that's why they do it. That's why they say over because, you know, on a CB, on a walkie talkie, you can't, you can't hear the other person if you're speaking. So you have to like, when the sentence is over, you say over. Yeah, yeah. Over. over. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I, I'm good. Uh, back in action. Actually, already did a uh, already did did a podcast this morning with uh, so, D- Jason Byrne was in Ireland, Ursula Carlson was in New Zealand, and Nazim Hussein was in Australia. So four four country, three continent. I get. I, I get. Do they consider New Zealand part of the continent of? I, what does New Zealand get in terms of continents? Anyway, I'm not very, sure. Very, very vast. Yeah, very vast. Very vast podcast. How's and, Jason? Uh, I was Jason doing. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually, I did my, I, he was on this podcast and uh, then he was on that podcast. He seems to be doing well. He seems to be killing it in quarantine. He's doing his, uh, he's doing his, his exercise classes, which are, which are quite difficult. He, he posts Insta lives of him doing his morning exercise, gets people to join along. Really? I need to start doing something like that. I, I've so bad, I can't, I've stopped leaving the house. I've gone so lazy. It's like, unless I've somewhere to go, I just don't see the point. In leaving the house, it's like that was my purpose. Well, you're not meant to anyway. So what that like? You are. You, uh, basically, basically, all you're saying is I'm being compliant. No, you can leave the house. You're allowed to go for walks and all. Yeah, I know, but like, there's nothing wrong with just staying in. It's the safest. It's the 100 safest thing to do. Yeah, but I, I'm not interested in slipping into morbid obesity. Do you know that way? So what are you doing to not do that? Nothing. Just watching it slowly happen. I'll get it but together. If you're not into it. I'll pull it back. I'll I'll lower the wine consumption and I'll start leaving the house. It's very tough, I have to say. I find it I found it hard to keep motivated with the exercise. I'm like I'm 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 running about 30% of my normal exercise. The dog is a great excuse to get out of the house though. That's what dogs that's why dogs are so handy because you have to leave the house. And then once you're out, you're delighted. It's literally getting out of the house. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's very easy to get out of that. Getting out of the house here is not my problem. My problem is is bloody exercising. But That's my problem. I just can't motivate myself to do proper exercise. And I I wish everyone's running the place this the where I'm living. It's like they're training for the Olympics. Everyone's just running all the time. Like run, there's just runners everywhere. I can't run. It's so boring. It just it's like torture. So is looking in the mirror and not being happy with who you are. All right, Kate Moss. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing tastes as good as being skinny feels. Um, is, 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 is that, was that said? Was that, that official quote? It's a saying that's been kind of bandied around for a while. And then Kate Moss said it in an interview and was Oh, rinsed. she did say it. Yeah, she was rinsed. Rightly so. Rightly so. Like, what a, what a message. So, um, I have a So, so. I have a few things I want to talk about, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about one that I know you'll have a strong opinion about, and then we can talk about female leaders and stuff, because I know you're not big on the current affairs, but you don't have to be up on the female leaders thing. It's just, a, it's just an opinion. Yeah. But first, let's start with something that came up on the shift yesterday, and I asked Katie about it, but I'd be curious to know your take. Okay. 
uh, I got paranoid that I had toast in my teeth there. You don't. Yeah. So, um, you know the way... Oh, so I had a funny interaction with my friend, which is the intro to this, which is... Uh, she just a friend. She was like telling me, telling me she had a meltdown, which wasn't you. You were telling me you had a meltdown, you, or you were saying on Instagram, sorry that you had like a meltdown. You just put on pant, you put on trousers or jeans or whatever, and you felt good. So uh, uh, my friend was saying she had a meltdown, and I said, I said jokingly, by any chance, did you get your period the next day? And she was like, Oh my god, I did get my period the next day. Of course it was that. Or she knew that I wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a a revelation for me it was just like she was just laughing along you know like of course it was of course it was related to that and i was just thinking that like as a man sometimes you're you're pretty aware that possibly that might be the cause of some of the intense drama that's going on mm. but you can't really bring it up and i was asking katie and i'm curious about you what you know what is the what is the right way to just give someone like a gentle reminder of like maybe just maybe it's connected to that? I used to like because I don't pay attention to my periods. I don't pay attention to anything. Like I don't read the small print. I just I've just bought a load of gym equipment off eBay and was rinsed like it was a scam. And all the reviews were like this is a scam, and I just never read them. So like I'm not one for detail or logistics. But what I used to, when I broke up with a guy and then once, once every single time, once a month, I would ring him, cry and suggest we get back together every single time. And the next day I would get my period. It was so bizarre. <laughs> it was so bizarre. And that's how that became how I knew I was going to get my period because I was ringing my ex <laughs> saying, I think we should get back together. And eventually he was like, Joanne, I guarantee you, you're going to get your period tomorrow. And I did. It was so bizarre. And that was, I've never had such a tangible example of being victim to my own hormonal cycle. It's, it was, it was mad. It was hilarious. Like it was comedy. Like I just couldn't believe, but like, what's interesting is that. But, but here's the thing is though, when he said that, or if somebody else had said that, or a friend might've suggested it to you before you get your period, when the hormones are still driving your, your feelings. Yeah. What's your response? I wouldn't be offended. I'm not offended by that. Right. No, I think that's no, but, perfect. But, but 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 when he would say you're going to get your period, you'd be like, yeah, you're probably yeah, right. you're probably it's right. My, yeah, it's not my emotions. It's my it's my but fucking it's, PMS. But they're, but they're all still real feelings. That's the thing. It's like you're all they're all still real, justifiable feelings. It's just that sometimes things are more felt, like you feel things more intensely than others. Or sometimes you're not as kind of I find. But you see, the whole period thing is it's a touchy subject because back you don't want to kind of make too many excuses because then suddenly be like you could bring it into any argument of like well what if should a doctor be able to make decisions when she's due her period like so you don't want to go too heavy on it but like back in the day sure women used to get off murders and all because they had their period really yeah they'd get lighter sentences they were like because they were like oh they're being led by the moon like do you know what i mean like we were like little emotional werewolves like and they would give women lighter sent- sentences in courts and stuff if they were emotional, Joanne, emotional werewolf is a good title for a an Edinburgh show. <laughs> it actually is. Yeah, I'm going to write that. Right, right, write that down. <laughs> hashtag emotional, emotional werewolf. werewolf. Yeah, hashtag PMT. <laughs> um, That's good, Joanne. But it's funny because yeah, like no. even the the period discussion of like 
female comics talking about, oh my God, female comics talking about their periods and stuff. And, and like, so you, when I first started, I would never even reference it. I just like, just pretended they never happened. I would never talk about them on stage because I was embarrassed that it was like low hanging fruit or that it would yes. turn men off and all that jazz. But now as I get a bit more confident, I do, I can talk about it or will or won't or whatever. I'm not, it's not as like such a taboo now. I don't care anymore. Well, I, I, I think... That's just sexism. The the response to women talking about their parents is just periods is just sexism. Yeah, a hundred percent. But also, I like I love when women talk about their parents, particularly when they have their own unique stories. I like like I like like period dramas. No pun intended. But yeah. I just I like learning about this thing that I can never understand. And obviously, I have my own limited experience of period. I have my own period sex routine. But I just love hearing women talk because in the past, I feel like. Even the women that were talking about periods were probably afraid to like really explore it because there's such a negative propaganda against women doing period routines. Yeah. Even though men have a limited amount of subjects really that they talk about too. Yeah. So so nowadays it's great because you get not not just period material, but you get menopause material. Yeah. And like also men go through hormonal changes during the month as well. It's not like it's not like only women's hormones affect their mood men are the same like you also have hormones in your body um yeah well we're, i think we're also more susceptible to fight or flight and i i with katie i was talking about the fact that the only thing i can compare it to in terms of a hormonal uh, it, like hormones driving me to the point where i'm at almost out of control and then once i uh, once I sort the hormonal situation out I'm like a new man which is being hangry like I get badly hangry when you know yeah. there's like a certain type of hangry that I am that is like borderline dangerous yeah um, and when I eat then all those problems just disappear that's why I was going to ask you when you said that it's real feelings it's like but is it really real feelings I mean a lot of it is just the hormones but the hormones are re- like what can you you can't take hormones out of your body well I suppose is that what man no no I know I, I know but you, you can you can realize that, that it's your more uh, it's, it's a more heightened version of your feelings but they are still your feelings like you don't I don't become a different person when I've got my period like I am my I am myself just a needier more emotional version I know, but then if you say that, then the way that people try to treat their anxiety and stuff like that, like the, the, there is a way to try to be in better control of the way that you respond to the hormonal reactions going on in your body. Yeah, but, the, you'll, the, the, you'll, the, but you'll still feel the same way. Like you can talk yourself down and be like, okay, maybe this is a, a menstrual issue. You know, maybe I don't want to actually ring him this time and try and get back with him. Like or you can talk yourself down, but you still feel those feelings. They're still legitimate. Yeah, I know, but you, you still feel them 100%, but the thing is that it's it's the hormones. Yeah. You know, like people get violent in a blackout and it's not an excuse, but it is the booze. <laughs> you know, like mm. the booze is 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 driving a, a lot of this behavior. So, you know, it's 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 not I don't think it's 100% fair to be like she's this is just a more heightened sense of the fact that she's incredibly moody and incredibly sort of like um uh, irrational. Aha! You know, because... Irrational. You see? That's not true. They're still rational. This is why they stopped getting... This is why they... The irrational is what they used to think. That's why the word hysterectomy comes from... I know, but I, I, I think that I'm being irrational when I'm hangry. I'm not making a judgment. I, I'm basically saying that you can have responses to hormones that make that lead to irrational decisions. Things that don't add up 
to the sum of their parts. Yeah. Well, that's why they call like hysteria. Hysterectomy c- comes from the word. Or hyster- yeah, yeah. Hysteria comes from hysteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like get out the get out the womb, and then she'll go back to normal. <laughs> Um, do you know what's I know, but really I mean, interesting, strong right? Strong responses to hormonal situations can lead you to make irrational decisions. It's not. It's not suggesting that women are irrational. I'm talking about all scenarios where you're you're responding to like hormonal changes in your body. That the minute that the minute that hormone shifts, it's not an issue. Yeah. Surely some of that has to, you know. So that, that's why I was just curious. How, how does one? deal with that i take no responsibility for my behavior anyway so i'm not going to take any more responsibility <laughs> for when i've got my period but do you know what i I'm- should have googled actually about sort of like oh, feelings driven by hormones like in i don't actually know the hormones that are that are I, was it more estrogen with the period i mean i know that it's cortisol when it with anxiety and adrenaline with the fight or flight um i i, I i'm wondering what what the uh, analysis is on sort of like how you should label the feelings that are clearly related to hormonal secretion. Yeah. Mine would be a, a general neediness. A neediness. And also... More a, than normal. And a, or horniness, because that's when you're um, what, building up to the days of your period, your your body wants you to get knocked up. So you're like, apparently you start walking sexier and your hips start popping more. And all but you're not, you're not uh, fertile then. No, so in the days leading up. So like in certain days of your cycle, your, your hormones will make you feel different things. And randiness is one of them. But does that correspond with when you're actually ovulating? No, I don't think so. That- I mean, I, don't, I really okay. don't know enough. Again, I've, I've never, some people have like period trackers and all. I've. Barely, I don't, I never, I'm never, well, we have I never quick, have tampons. In let's the house. have a, just, just because I'm curious, let's have a quick Google of uh, what hormones are secreted around ovulation. Just, just out of curiosity. I mean, this is what, this is what you do. Yeah. Um, every month. And I'm still complete. I still can never believe, I still, ne- it's always comes as a complete surprise to me when it comes. When the period comes, yeah, I'm like, oh god, yeah, like I know, I've no, I'm like, it wasn't that two weeks ago? Like I never keep track of it. Whereas another friend of mine, she keeps track of it all the time, and so if she's, she'll explain her mood that day in relation to where she is in her cycle. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can ovulation make you cranky? Uh, if, if implantation does not occur progesterone levels decline an imbalance of estrogen and progesterone can affect your levels of serotonin and bring on strong premenstrual syndrome symptoms like anxiety depression irritability and mood swings yeah anyway whatever i'm kind of susceptible to that shit all the time so like like i say it was that tangible thing of ringing him but like it was like it's like when you see something in slow motion like it's off the it's not the same topic but um i always like 
will drink if I'm writing. Like, I'll be like, I'll have a drink. That'll kind of like loosen the mind, blah, blah, blah. And I was playing Dobble the other night in the garden. Do you know Dobble? I don't know this game. It's a great game. So it's basically like snap, but like you have to see little um, symbols in the cards and then like, you know, snap, 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 take them off the table before the other person does. And I was playing with one of my housemates and um, when we started, she'd win one, I'd win one, she'd win one, I'd win one. And then as I drank my wine, I just saw my mind, like I stopped winning. I stopped being able to see after like one glass of wine. And I was like, oh my God, what an amazing example of the fact that I know alcohol slows your mind, but to see it actually happening, it was like an experiment. I was like, I can't lie to myself anymore and think that I'm funnier when I'm drinking because I'm definitely not because I'm stupider. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly I, I would think in terms of writing material, you wouldn't be funnier. No. But, 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 but performance-wise, there is an argument to suggest that perhaps uh, some of the inhibition that drops may, may increase performance in terms of a limited amount of uh, yeah. the, the lack of inhibition from alcohol. I had one of my best gigs ever pissed out of my face. Well, I think it was one of my best gigs. <laughs> yeah, let's get the tape on that gig. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had one of my worst gigs ever pissed. And then I was like, okay, I can't play Russian roulette with this shit anymore. The drink has to go for shows. Like, it's just, it's not working for me anymore. Um, but I, I have a but, period story. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, hit, hit me. I love a period story. Uh, I actually wrote about it for a magazine. And um, then I was like, I should take that down off the internet because someone someone was attacking me that it was TMI so basically I was seeing this lad but I, but he disappeared for a weekend I hadn't heard from him so I was pissed off right so I went to a party and rode a different lad as some sort of re- secret revenge in my own head now but you were still together with this guy yeah we were just messing we were just me- we were seeing each other it wasn't official okay. I don't think it was official I can't remember anyway couple of weeks later I noticed I'm having sex with the first guy the second guy's gone that was only one at stand. And I noticed this really awful smell, like this odor, like a battery. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Anyway, one, two, skip a few. Turned out when I had the one night stand, he'd shoved a ta- I had a tampon in and he'd shoved it in. And it was like stuck up there, right? So I was like, oh no, okay. Anyway, I hadn't enough money. I rang the doctor. She was like, come down, I'll take it out. It was 70 quid. I didn't have 70 quid. So I had to Google the womb, got it out myself, performed a full-blown extraction, delighted, right? But at this stage, I didn't know if if my new boyfriend had also smelt it. And so I started behaving insanely and like making him go into his house and like demanding of sex with me straight away. And he's like, what are you doing? No. And then I was like, he said, no, he smelt it. I couldn't tell. Anyway, then he kicked me out. He was like, you're being, you're acting like a crazy person. So I was like, I'm going to have to tell him about the tampon. Like, I'm going to have to explain what happened to explain why my behavior has been so mental. So I was like, I'll text him. The girls were like, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't write it down. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to text him. But I wanted him to say, I wanted to make it sound like it was more serious than it was. Like, I wanted to make it sound like I'd been, um, you know, uh, in danger medically. So I wrote this big, long message and I was like, look, explain. And I was like, I didn't know if you'd smelt it. Um, you should never put your own vagina and smell in those in a message. It just should never be done. Didn't know if you'd smelt it or whatever. And um, so that's why I was behaving really crazy. I had a tampon impacted inside me and had to have an extraction done. I had to go to the doctor and everything. And he just wrote back three lines of, ooh, ooh. 
with loads of exclamation points. And I was like, you absolute prick. Like I was, I totally thought he'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That sounds terrible. I never noticed anything. We can, And we could just... But ne- did, 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 did you, did, did he know how it got up impacted? No, kept that to myself. <laughs> oh he's he's the asshole yeah he's the asshole um but anyway but we tried to get it going after that but we just couldn't get it but there's nothing you can do when you've had a conversation like that it's very hard to get things back on track we went our separate well, ways honest, I, well i i had that scenario and i you know i was pretty sure it was evidence that the girl i was seeing at the time was messing around with another guy which i i kind of knew that she was because she she had gone somewhere and was hanging out with her ex-boyfriend it it, it didn't bother me but um Something was definitely odd up there, not smell wise, just something was just odd. And then eventually I was like, it just feels like something's like rough up there. And uh, through further examination, I, I, she had what you had, an impacted uh, yeah. tampon. Yeah. But I, I, got that, I got that fucker out. Did you? I got it. I got it out, yeah. I've heard girls like pulling them out, like her boyfriend found one up there and pulled out another one. It was like handkerchiefs coming out of a magician's hat. (laughs) (laughs) She'd like three mini ones up there. And it's so dangerous as well. It can kill you. It can actually kill you. I know. Well, I just was so, I just found it so satisfying. It's like my favorite type of DIY. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'll get this, I'll get this fucker out. And it was just like, just trying to, anyway, it came out. It was all good. That's amazing. I mean, I'm sure that I would never, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it meant she was messing around with her ex, but like it was early enough in our relationship. And I certainly, I didn't even, I didn't even quiz her at the time. That's so, well, like it doesn't, look, it's not to suggest that every woman who leaves it has an impacted tampon is because she did the dirt in her boyfriend. But like, it's, I'm so, you're so weird. I like the way you don't seem to care if anyone like cheats on you. You're like nothing well, bothers just, me. I, I you're like well, I just don't get into it. You know? <laughs> I just don't let it fester in my mind. Oh my god! I, and I also, I also, what in my mind in a scenario like that, we were early enough in our relationship, and actually, we were friends for quite a number of years before we ended up seeing each other. I was going out with somebody else. She was actually going out with this guy that I'm talking about, and uh, we had a very strong friendship. Then we got together, and th- th- Christmas time, I went back to the to the states, and she actually went and and spent some time with this ex, and uh, you know, it's just like what 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 I don't understand what it means if she had a fling with her ex, wh- why I have to just assume that that means she thinks less of me. I don't understand why everyone like that that that's the ultimate betrayal. I just I'm sorry, but like it just. It didn't bother me. Had she said to me, I had sex with him and, you know, I like tried to sort of trigger my jealousy. I guess the jealousy would have been annoying for me. But at the time, particularly, I took the fucking tampon out and I didn't really get into where you're messing around with this guy. I just figured like, what, what, what does it matter? We're together. You know, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I'm sorry, but like, I don't understand why it's the ultimate betrayal. And that's just me. Yeah. I'd love to be emotionally repressed like that. Like I would love to just... Well, you know that that's a judgment about the emotional repression. I would love maybe to be I'm like a, that. Maybe I'm evolved. Men are more, um, yeah. Men are more kind of like black and white, in and out. Men don't really operate in the same way. Women love in a different way. I think she says with a sweeping generalization, but like I think it is true. But in that situation, it wasn't really a case of like I didn't care if she cheated on me. I just didn't let my mind go there, and I didn't get into it either. I didn't. I didn't choose to try to find out. It just, it just, I, I, I mean, I distinctly remember at the time just not wanting to get into it. Yeah. 
I think, I don't know, I, I think I'm kind of territorial. I think, and again, I can't keep saying women do this and men do that. It's not fair. But I do think that women, <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway, are, can be more territorial. As in like, we're, we're triggered by, we get jealous more often. Although it's, that's probably because I've just never been with a jealous guy. Just never, I've never, ha- I'm sure they, I know they exist. I've just no, never they had are. one. They really do. They really, they, they, they definitely do. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, we, we we have chatted about that before, and I think we've chatted about it three times as much when we're not actually recording. That's why. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> um, it, 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 it's, it's a big topic in both our minds, but in very different ways. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, have you, you haven't followed at all this story about how the countries that have done best from coronavirus have female leaders. No, where's that? Um. Well, since you don't know anything, since you haven't followed, which is totally fine, and I actually can't, I can't remember the leaders' names. I mean, the, I, I know that New Zealand, Iceland, and Germany are, are, are three of them. There are other ones. I think, I think Denmark also. But there are, there are countries with female leaders. They, 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 they have very good records in terms of uh, their, their coronavirus uh, death rate um, and transmission rate, but particularly death rate. And... Some obviously some people are suggesting this is evidence that you know women are good leaders and blah blah blah. Uh, so I, I I cannot believe you haven't that story hasn't popped up in your feed. It's quite it's it's quite a sort of a, a thing that's been popping up. Okay, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. And I ask, does it give you a sense of pride? I'm reading like I'm I'm reading everything around me, but yeah, people are still coming to me with stuff going. How have you not heard about this? And I'm like, I don't know. There's just so much information going around at the moment. It's actually hard to well, stay you on did, top of things. You did, you did, you did dismiss on a phone call the Oxford University uh, vaccine, but that, there's been a lot of coverage on that since we had that conversation on the phone. I know, yeah, I know. But then I also, someone else was. I, I, it's probably the papers I read that they're like, it's not going to happen. That there's no quick, there's no quick fix to this. Like there's not, there's there, there's all this bullshit in the UK. Like that. Uh, that people are bringing in tests and then they're not working and all this jazz. But that's true though. They they did buy a load of antibody tests that actually are are, are ineffective. Yeah, it was a waste. Yeah. But I mean, this this Oxford University group have get they're getting more and more coverage now. I mean, it's they're not saying it's definitely going to work, but I mean, they are further along the process than other groups because they had been working on a MERS virus. I mean, listen. I'm yeah. Not, I'm, they not, had a st- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that this vaccine is going to work, but I mean. From listening to them, I it does seem like there is a chance that it might work. Yeah, it would be hilarious. Like I would, there would, there's serious comedy in that. The likes of Pfizer and all are like, can't get it together, can't get it out in time, and Oxford does. But yeah, that makes sense if they're already yeah, working. But the on Oxford something. University is like one of the, the the most important research institutions on the planet. I don't know why Oxford's getting dismissed as this fucking crackpot fringe group. I mean, it is one of the most important centers of research on the planet. Yeah, I probably will. No, but I don't, I don't think I'm alone in thinking that that's a bit mad. Like, I think no one really believed them at the start. That was what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but I mean, and I've seen them on all the channels now. I, I watch them on Fox. Like, I watched the, the CNN interview, which, of course, CNN wants to be like, you know, British Oxford comes up with real solutions, whereas Trump crackpots are still pushing hydroxychloroquine. But then I saw him interviewed on, on Fox, too, and, you know, it was similar. This guy, the guy that was on has a very, you know, it's just a very clear thing of this is what we're doing. And if it works, it's going to be an amazing thing, you know. And I mean, they are really 
uh, they're getting ready to prepare for manufacturing, and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be. I, I think they're going to have a number of companies that'll manufacture it. So, I mean, they talk about it in a very real way. They don't yeah. talk about it in like a, a magic snap your fingers way. You know, it would be amazing. Uh, so would it t- would it still take a year then? Is in the, do they still have to do all the, all the human testing that will take? A, a, are we still talking a year? No, no, no. They're saying that they can be ready by uh, October. <gasps> so, so their 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 idea is. What they're saying is because they're, they were further along based on the technology that they're using to develop a vaccine. Now, remember, this is just a, a, an Irish-American kid from Queens that does comedy talking about what he's picked up off the news. Yeah. This is not the expert opinion. But they, they have a new technology of vaccine, uh, vaccine making that they had developed during the Ebola crisis. And because that they had been using all this technology and they were working on a MERS uh, vaccine, that uh, they were able to sort of jump to human trials quicker. So literally this week, they are beginning a 1,000 human people, uh, 1,000 people trial. 500 get the vaccine, 500 get the the, the double, bl- you know, they, they do like a blind placebo or they give them some other vaccine. And uh, that that they, they're ready to expand, I think, by July or August into like a 5,000 person trial. And then by the autumn, they will have the efficacy and uh, adverse reaction findings. But because this is such an uh, unprecedented health crisis, my understanding is that they are going to take the risk and manufacture the vaccine before the findings so that if the findings come back positive, the vaccine will be ready to roll, be rolled out. Amazing. That's my, that's my understanding. People can, can message in and, and, and fact check me on that. But that is what I've taken so far from my... Uh, layman's observations. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Like, uh, imagine so October. <gasps> and then I wonder then, well, how would, I, would, would we all just, how do, they, how do they roll it out then? Like, the whole world would have to get the vaccine. Yeah, so that, obviously, that's one of the big, uh, that'll be one of the big logistical challenges of modern time, how to roll it out. I mean, they roll out the HPV vaccine, they gave it to schools to administer it. Uh, you know, there have been big, I guess, you know, big vaccine uh, you know, rollouts in the past. So whatever way they decide to do that and who gets it first and all that uh, will be will be interesting to see. I mean, it's amazing how this this pandemic has caused a lot of people to think about things like logistics and how government works and how things, you know, it does make you realize how much shit goes on in terms of provision and making society function. Yeah, I know, yeah. And, uh, but you, it, it'll be up the nose, will it? You know those Irish. You know the Irish people have those that like little. Pin- yeah, the Irish girls get branded. You are Irish. MMR. Those MMR. The triangle. All aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Like everyone who's alive in 2020 will have the same. Will be like. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what way. I don't know what way it'll be administered. You know. I mean, a lot of vaccines are are you know just like whatever, like a simple jab. I I I, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. That, that 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 part I don't know. I just know that Trump was an anti-vaxxer uh, up until very recently. It's quite funny. How, how embarrassing. Yeah, the anti-vaxxers have kind of disappeared, haven't they? Although I did see one last... Well, they have not. Robert Kennedy Jr. is is still piping up, pushing Donald Trump and all this shit. Like, it's... There was a, a sports guy, I think, was actually coming out recently there, and he was like, I don't... I'm not going to get the vaccine. Don't believe in the vaccine. Don't need the vaccine. It's fucking crazies. Good luck. I know, yeah, Take good luck. Them out. Yeah, but then they can still spread it. Yeah, well, that's why we all get vaccine for fucking idiots. Like, that's what the herd is about. Get that herd immunity to protect yeah. those fucking idiots. Yeah. You know? We'll get a few anti-vaxxers now sending us messages. So, uh, all right. Well, listen, that's, you know, I, I don't want to, 
I like I like keeping them short so that nobody nobody feels like it's a pain in the hole. I was going to talk you about I was going to talk to you about the debacle that is uh, Boris Johnson's response to the coronavirus, which in this Sunday Times article seems to have been quite controversial. But you didn't you didn't really get into it. No, I did. Well, I am. I'm halfway through the article. I've actually just subscribed to the Times so that I can keep on top of stuff. We'll do that I, the next I did time. Subscription. I, somebody put up a link that I was able to open it. I, you know, I, I, I subscribe to the Irish Times. I subscribe to the New York Times. I subscribe to the Washington Post. I haven't subscribed to the Irish Independent yet because they just switched over. But I don't want to subscribe to the Sunday Times. I, 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 um, Why? I don't know. Do I subscribe to the Guardian? I, I'm just not interested. It's very rare that I find myself heading towards the sun to, to the Times, looking to get past that paywall. So it's just not a subscription that I want. It wouldn't be a paper that I would buy. If I buy a British paper, I buy the Guardian. Yeah. So I just go to the Guardian website. I, I, I can't remember, are they still free or not? But if, if, if they're not free, then I subscribe to the Guardian because I read the Guardian of the, of the British paper. You must subscribe to it then because they do ask for... Oh, yeah. yeah. So I subscribe to the Guardian also. So no, I'm no, no interest in subscribing to, to the Times. I mean, it is a Rupert Murdoch paper, which is another reason why I don't love subscribing to it. The but. Sunday Times magazine is honestly, I think, one of the best magazines in the world. Yeah, no... Years ago, I used to buy the Sunday Times as my Sunday paper, yeah. but I, I wouldn't nowadays. Well, I don't buy a paper anymore anyway, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be my, my go-to one if I were to buy one. I've, so I subscribe to these papers and then I convince myself I'll read them online, but I still don't. like. I, it, there's nothing better than having a physical paper in front of you because you don't skip anything then. You just read the whole thing like a book. So you- oh, I hundred percent agree with you. I definitely, when I have the paper, I do take in more. Yeah. The the problem nowadays is that most of the time, by the time I'm in a situation where I would buy the paper, like go to a cafe or something, I've already read enough articles that I'm just like can't be bothered. Yeah. Having a flick. I mean, I do have a good, I do have a good read of the paper nowadays on my phone. It took a while, but I do take. And the difference, the great thing about the apps is that. You read four or five papers from around the world rather than just reading the one paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Because then you're just kind of brainwashed then, really. We're showing our age now, I tell you that. Having a fucking conversation about newspapers. <laughs> I love newspapers. I love them. I love buying them. Love reading them. I have piles of them in the house here. Anyway. So five years ago, wh- what would be the newspaper you would pick up in the shop? Five years ago? Just, just, just taking it away from the, the now. I would say I start. It's like radio stations. Your tastes change. All right. So give me the, the evolution da- I of read, your, of your, of your bu- media taste. I would have probably bought the Daily Mail back in the day. Really? Yeah. The Irish Daily Mail, though. The Irish Daily Mail. Yeah. Yeah, which is definitely not as, in fairness, like not that I'm a big Daily Mail defender, but the Irish Daily Mail is not the same as the the British version. It's not, no. Then I wrote for the Star for about a year, so I would have read the Star. Sp- okay, sporadically. Which for our non-Irish listeners would be a sort of a a very uh, like a, a not trashy tabloid, a tabloid, oh, not very trashy. Oh, it's a tabloid on acid. It's a complete tabloid. It's not as bad as the, the Sun, the, the, but the Star is a tabloid. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I clearly is a tablet, yeah. but it's not, it's not that trashy, is what. No, I'm um, and now, so I would be. Then I went from the Irish Times. I did the Irish Times for a bit, but I did the Irish Times. I really liked it, the magazines. I'm not. It's. It, I like my favorite paper is the Guardian, but I subscribe to the Times a Sunday. I love the Sunday Times, the Guardian during the week, and I also like to dip into the te- the Telegraph. 
which apparently makes right. me a conservative Tory. But the only reason I, I know they have they have good the Telegraph has good. I mean, it's it's a right leaning paper, but it is a proper broadsheet. I mean, it's a proper newspaper. The reason I subscribed to them is because they had an article behind the paywall about they'd figured out what the clip was for. Did I tell you this? I think, yeah, but I can't remember if we talked about it on this. Go on, and I ended me. up paying for it because I was like, I need to know what the clit's for. And apparently um, it is when it's engorged, when the clit's like stimulated, you're more likely to get pregnant. Your, your womb kind of shifts on an axis or something like the Matrix. And you're actually yeah, more yeah, likely yeah. Well, to get pregnant. Yeah, well, that came up in a script thing that I'm writing with somebody that you're more likely to get pregnant when you orgasm. Yeah, that was news to me. It's it's actually in our opening episode, a scene about right. all that. Because I was like, don't tell the lads, because then they won't go near it on a one-night stand if they don't want you to get pregnant. So I was like, it's a disaster. It's a pure disaster. <laughs> keep it behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep that fucking clit un- uninflated. <laughs> keep it unengorged. I'm like, keep that down now. Don't be degorged. What is the what is de-gorged. the opposite of engorged? Engorged. Ungorged? In- <laughs> Ungorged, degorged, gorged out, gorge, gorgeless, gorgeless. <laughs> All right, well, go on, get back to your life. Thank no, no you. Need to, no, no need to stress out too much about the too much content. Too much content. No, I'm just saying, like, if you keep them short, because because do so many pods, not... keep them short, then you know you don't like you don't overindulge in topics and you you know you're not you're not you're not you're not completely shot by the end of the week you know? i'm doing one tomorrow and they're like it's only five minutes and i'm like five minutes i just i'm like i wouldn't listen to a five minute podcast i want a good chunk like i want a good i know but they, they, they're probably asking you to join them for five no they're not they're doing it for they do five to ten minute pods all right yeah, yeah different anyway. strokes for different folks i go. mean I, I i do think that if you have a regular podcast and you have guests that come on for a short period of time, but your podcast is longer, that's cool too. That's yeah. how radio works, but whatever. 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 All right. Well, hang up there, Joanne. I'm going to continue to use this Zoom screen for 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 the uh, for the video to say goodbye. But thank you very much. What are, what are you again, Joanne McNally Comedy? At on Instagram, yeah, and then Joe McNally on Twitter. Joe McNally on Twitter at Joanne McNally Comedy. Yeah, on or, Insta. On Instagram. Love an Insta at the uh-huh. moment. It's keeping me alive, keeping me connected. And you haven't been TikToking yet. No, I did sign up and then I was like, I just don't, there's so much going on. So much going on. I know, I found that early on, but then when you get your head around it, it is actually great. Yeah, I probably will eventually crack and end up doing some lip syncing video, which will humiliate me in the long term. But... Or do a fake makeup tutorial or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone actually sent me one of those. Do you know the way they're putting the hands up? People are having their boyfriend put or whatever, put their hands up and pretend that they're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such an old gag that gets re repackaged for TikTok. Gold! But anyway, she was like, she was sla- slagging her one's hands, being like, she thought they were real hands. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, bye! Bye! Yeah, there, she, there she goes. Well, thanks to Joanne. Thanks to you guys. Um, I got to go back into my secret hole that everybody's obsessed with. It's just a storage place. I should really shut the fucking gate. But anyway, I do use it enough that we leave the ladder there. No big deal. Um, it's funny. On camera, the ladder looks more laddery than it. Than, you know, in the house, it just kind of looks a little bit like sort of a feature. But on camera, for some reason, it looks it looks more laddery. Um, I got to go. I did two podcasts this morning. One at seven, and then this one with Joanne at eight a.m. It's now eight fifty a.m. And I got two podcasts done, which means that Becky only got a super quick walk, and uh, I only had a chance to literally grab like a slice of toast and some coffee. So, 
get back to my proper morning. Um, plus, I need to turn the heat back on. I have I have like a blowing heat, which is too loud for the for the microphone. So I got to get the heat back on because it's a little chilly today. Uh, not that you guys needed to know. Anyway, uh, the huge five stars on iTunes. Leave a comment. Take a screenshot on Spotify. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Give us some tweets too. I'm at this bishop. Any comments, anything you want us to talk about on the podcast, thanks so much for definitely an, a massive increase in the amount of feedback, which has been fantastic. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, obviously, if you're watching this, we're on YouTube. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Uh, subscribers are going up, which is great, but we don't get a ton of views on these on YouTube, so it'd be great to uh, to get that. I mean, I get it. They're, they're video podcasts, so it's not like the most exciting thing, but um, it, for those that watch them, obviously, I'm, uh, I'm sure you're happy. Um, and uh, I got distracted by an email there. We'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.